Robert Marawa, live on 947. Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Sowetan Live. Hashtag MSW. Yeah, he's simply just exploded into the studio. That's how quickly uh, this transition has happened. Gonna dive straight into it here because an hour feels like five minutes. And it's been a huge week though for sports here in South Africa simply because in a late night cabinet reshuffle on Monday, President Cyril Ramaphosa appointed Zizi Godwa, who previously served as Deputy Minister of State Security to the sports, arts and culture portfolio. So that simply means that Mr. Natim Tatra got substituted for Mr. Godwa. So what does this appointment mean for our sport? What changes will the new man at the helm bring to the sporting fraternity? Let's just say a shaky sports department. What's not shaky is our feed because we are transmitting live on YouTube. So go to the YouTube channel at 947 Joburg and you can watch listen and decide Mr. Minister good evening welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide good evening Rob and good evening to your listeners and thank you very much I'm thrilled filled with I'm overjoyed to join you yeah. once more after a long time uh, my friend that I've seen you but thank, it's good to see you congratulations thank you very much what does it mean well, uh, Rob, I'm, I'm overwhelmed uh, by, firstly, by felicitations yeah. coming across the sector, even beyond the sector. Uh, felicitations of hope and expectations. Uh, mixed feelings of disappointment. Sometimes people carrying hope that, uh, having known you, some of them, they think that something better will come. Yeah. Um, it comes at a time, uh, fear, uh, Rob, where the, the, the mood in the country is quite a depressed mood. Yeah. We were surrounded by many maladies. We were surrounded by many challenges. Sports, arts and culture have always lifted the nation's spirit yeah. at a very difficult and critical moment. We hope that uh, this appointment, not only myself, working with all stakeholders in the sectors across, will be able to lift up uh, the spirit and the mood in the country, which is quite a, a depressed oh. mood, like we just indicated. And I'm talking about outside the issues of um, the load shedding and so on. Even in the the industry itself has got a lot of uh, issues that needs to be dealt with. I mean, in the quality and the standard of our football, if you look about uh, men's football, the number of uh, green shoots in other sector, in other in other in other uh, uh, sporting codes, yeah. uh, women's top twenty, the netball, and so on. But whilst there are those moments where I think there's a lot to be done, but there are moments and an occasion to celebrate. Yeah. Um, I think sport plays an important role and I think uh, we have an opportunity um, that opportunity is presented now to lift up the role of sport in the country as you would know I mean you 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 would drift from one to the other and like you say sport plays such an integral role as politicians you also wake up one day and the president says I'm going to reshuffle you've been you know, Deputy Minister, State Security, come into sport. The previous gentleman was a Minister of Police. He came into sport. And the biggest argument will be, are these genuine sports people? Do they come with sports at heart or do they come with... It's a deployment. 
What does this got to come with? I can only say to you, because I think you can, uh, as a point of reference, explain better about myself. Um, I've been a, both in, a sport enthusiast since my early years. And I've participated, having come to this studio in a different capacity many times, on issues of sport development. Yeah. You recall, when we were talking about issues of transformation and rap, when we were still young, yeah. when there were issues about coders, we're in the forefront of that. Uh, it, it was us later we realized that, in fact, the intervention of quotas was abused to the minimum. Uh, and therefore, we withdrew that. So I'm just saying, making that as a reference, mm. uh, I'm we're talking about Rabi now. Yes. Um, but that was key, though, because... That was key. It was important. As yeah, the quota issue, you know, was, double up, was doubled up with the issue of the Springbok emblem, for example. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you were to ask me... I, I, do I do does this got to have any any background in sport? Yeah. The answer is yes. Do I come with a baggage? Uh, look, there are politics. There are politics of sport, yeah. but there is also the economy of sport, and I think the economy of sport that we have not yet really exploited as a country. Um, you're talking about the rural sport infrastructure, mm. the the revenue that comes from sport. There was a time in can in the country, Rob, you recall that. All sport personalities internationally, when they arrive, they will be greeted by the head of state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you remember the time of Matiba? It was not a PR exercise. It was it was a message to South African youth oh. uh, of inspiration that you too you can be like them. For some reason, that has disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we think there's a lot that we can do to revive that kind of inspiration because young people do need good. Um, we go to role models as well as inspiration. Many of them, they fly South African flags international stages. You're talking about arts. Yeah. You're talking about culture. They fly Amapiano international stages. They win Grammys. But back home, what do we do to recognize those young people, to create platforms for them? Uh, it's a matter we can debate. And I think there's a role that government can play, not alone. We mustn't make a mistake. Yeah. That government on its own, we need private-public partnership around those issues. Whether they're talking about issues of heritage, the sustainability of museums, the art centers, and so mm. on. It may not just be the issue of recreational facilities. Within some areas, remain derelict. Um, you used to have sporting grounds. I mean, if you drive uh, Rob, uh, I know you come from a rural area. If you drive in rural areas, besides the lack of rural sport infrastructure, mm. you see a lot of activities and raw talent in those areas with competition on, uh, every weekend with a sheep and a case of something else. Yeah. Let's say a yeah. case of coke for the purposes of this interview. That is where people like Jomosono used to um, actually you used to harvest talent. Yeah. What support do we give to those? That is rural communities. And I'm saying that is a kind of a vision, I think, we must begin to redraft, focusing on school sport in the main, but also using sport to deal with what I referred to earlier as maladies in society. How do we use sport, arts and culture to deal with issues of GBV? Yeah. How do we use sport to deal with issues of drugs and substance abuse? Uh, in the context of lifting up, but what is also what I referred to, mm. the emphasis must not just be the politics of sport, must be the economy of sport. Um, but talk about the economy, though. Y you come into a space where people within the arts, culture space were very disappointed including sports personalities and sports persons, because we had a pandemic. There was about 300 million that was allocated towards a fund that had to be overseen by the sports arts and culture department. 
and there was widespread maladministration around that. The artists didn't see a cent of that money. 300 million is a lot. So when you talk about the economy, you can't have an economy within sports, arts, and culture if the people that are supposed to be taking part in sports, arts, and culture could not sustain themselves, were given money by government, but they actually did not get that money. And today their businesses have crumbled. They can't even go back to the arts. They can't even perform. Sportsmen have lost everything. So I don't know if there's a handover. Does Natim Tatwa come to Zizi and say, congratulations, I leave with you this cabinet. I leave with you this joy, this pride, this disappointment, this whatever it is. I don't know how it works, but all I know is that the nation, Zizi Godwe, as you would know, is a disappointed nation when it comes to the area of sport. Uh, uh, Robinho, I've spoken to a number of uh, association and stakeholders yeah. uh, since the appointment. I've known many of them, as you know, um, and many of them, they express mixed feelings, but uh, they've got the feelings of hope. Um, and I want to remain with that feeling of hope. Um, there are things that have happened in the past. Unfortunately, we can interpret them, but we cannot change because they have happened. These yeah. are past events. It's quite sad that at the time when the whole country was facing a an, um, an pandemic, the, it's not like government did not give an opportunity and money for the industry. But that money, it went somewhere. And some of, some of the people are being held accountable for that. It's quite unfortunate. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot must be done to make sure that uh, when money is given for a particular development, it must be used for that. My, my, my sense is that the, there's a lot that we need to do as government, working together with the stakeholders in particular within the industry to make sure that we work together for the industry itself to succeed. But would, would you want to try and recoup that money somehow, try and find out where it went? I mean, it can't just grow long legs and disappear because it was meant for the department that you come into now. Absolutely. We, we want to make sure that we shake trees. Yeah. We, turn, we, turn, we turn around beans, dustbins to get that money. Such a money, people, SIU is already following certain individuals. Uh, you know that other people are being, um, the SIU has uh, obtained uh, court orders on certain people because we need that money back. Yeah. We need that money to help a certain uh, uh, rob from Soweto mm. to build and maintain a heritage in an area of Kunu somewhere which some of those heritage sites and museums and so on and art centers need maintenance. That money would have gone a long way to help some of the artists, many of whom, unfortunately, um, they passed away during the uh, due to COVID. Yeah. Now the issue of the disparity, where I mean, you talked about the T20. There's netball coming up. There's the women's, uh, you know, football World Cup that's still coming up this year. So there's a great deal in terms of women's sport and excitement, but they say they don't get even a drop of what the men get, and yet they represent the same country. They sing the same national anthem. They they are South Africans, but they don't get anywhere close to that. Does it, does it worry you? Is that something you want to look into? Yeah, we were lied about in terms of uh, this particular section by the previous administration of arts, sports, and culture regarding that. But what is your take as Zizi walking into the space, but knowing that there are these difficulties that the women still face? There, sh- there, there are certain conversations we shouldn't even have yeah. um, in 2023, uh, Rob. I mean, we shouldn't be talking about issues of equal pay, uh, equal work. We shouldn't be talking about that. But we are where we are. Um, we must take that responsibility. Uh, interestingly, you'll find the women in netball, in cricket, doing much better than men. Uh, and I'm not saying anything about it, except that we shouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons 
which I really appreciate about their performance. You know, we lost it to Australia in the women's, women's cricket, not because we did not get some of the best deliveries. I watched some of the best betters, uh, the, the final. Yeah. It's because Australia has got a women's league professional in cricket. We don't have. And these are the things that we've got. We've got to hit the ground running. How do you fast we, track that? We must hit the ground running like a speed of a cheetah and hyena mm. at the same time or leopard. But it's important that we cannot go back and try to analyze some of the shortcomings. We now know what are the shortcomings. I'm one of the shortcomings, like I just said. Mm. We shouldn't be having a conversation about equal work, equal pay in South Africa. It's an issue that was dealt with long time ago. Why do we discuss? Why do you still talk about it in sport? Something has gone wrong. But then, how, how how do we lay it down, Minister, so that it doesn't become too much of a discussion? It becomes here is the policy. This is what we stand for. It is approved at every level. Therefore, deliver so that it doesn't become a talk shop. You now having a workshop somewhere in Durban, and then you go to PE another workshop. Talk, talk, talk. People have drumsticks and meatballs and have a good time, but nothing comes out of it. So how do we, how do we shortchange the beauty, the, the pleasantries around it and deal with the actual issues? There is not going to be any discussion about it. There's a policy led by the government of the, of, of the day around issues of uh, gender parity, around issues of equal pay, equal work. That will be implemented. There's no debate that we must have about anybody about it. Yeah. All right. As we head into the break, though, uh, just a, a reminder, he did say that and, and, and I'm going to say, hosting this show for a number of years, this is a person who would call into the show. Uh, not like, hey, put me in. He would like, you know, oh, okay, on the line is Zizi Godwin. And one of the times he came on, we had Gavin Hunt on the show. And he admitted to the entire nation that he was so excited at the game, he forgot his wife at the stadium. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Coach Gavin Hunt is my guest uh, tonight. Zizi Godra. Good evening to our coach. For stability in the country, you need a stable Kaiser Chief. It's very important for Kaiser Chief to be stable for stability in the country. I'm a great fan. I think Rob knows it very well. I wanted to save my family. A few years before I got married to my wife, we were still going out. I took her to FNP. We lost to Orlando Paris. Guess what? I left her at the stadium because I forgot. We lost to Paris. I forgot that I was with somebody. Got home, switch off the phone, I slept. I realized I left somebody in the stage. All out of the The wife is still there, yes. <laughs> Got home, switch off the phone, I slept. Guess what? I left here in the stage. I wonder why I'm fine. All right, we come back from the break. We're leaving no family members behind. We talk budget. How much money does this man have in the kitty uh, to run this department so that we can get sport up and running? Hashtag MSW. It is Marawa Sports Worldwide. Zizi Gotwa, he's the minister. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Hi, uh, brother. You're speaking to Sir JC Terry here. I just uh, want to find out from the minister if he uh, made any uh, consultation after being appointed to the minister's uh, position and uh, who did he consult with. And secondly, uh, is he aware of the shenanigans that's happening to our black uh, cricketers and how is he planning to deal with it? Uh, thanks, uh, brother.
Good evening, uh, Mr. Marao. Kulumana Spongele Nomko and Gamkai Matafen. Thanks very much for bringing in our new Minister Ubaba, who is a good on your show. Uh, Mr. Marawa, uh, my only question to Minister is that what uh, sort of changes he will bring in all uh, sporting codes around uh, South Africa? Because, you know, what I was hoping for to our past ministers, I won't say minister, ministers, is that at schools, is it possible for all the schools to employ professional coaches in terms of our development in all the sporting codes? Because everything starts from the grassroots, Mr. Marawa. If you can we can get it right there i think up to the top to the senior ranks we won't experience what we are experiencing now for example for bafana bafana to struggle to qualify for even afcon failing to win uh, even kosafa cup you know that is my only question to me mr thank you hi rob um it's power here mr minister how are you on behalf of uh, the football uh, uh, lovers especially from Amisha level in rural areas. I'm from Etumbe, a KZN, whereby uh, what I know, we are really, really struggling. The nation from uh, rural areas, actually, we are facing a, a challenge whereby there's a talent, but there's no infrastructure. So how can you develop the talent, Mr. Minister, if there's no uh, sport uh, ground, uh, the professional one? But now we are here, we just opened the door, Mr. Minister. Here's my humble request to you. Can you put ourselves as a first priority as a people that are coming from rural areas whereby we need the crowns, they are not playable, but we, we, there's a talent, we need to develop them. Yeah, there's talent, we need to develop that. Our guest uh, tonight is the newly appointed Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture, Zizi Godwa, who's here on 947, also live on Rise FM, also live on Vuma FM, Sowetan Live. We are live on YouTube, on the YouTube channel. You can post your comments as you watch and listen. It's an important chat because it gives us food for thought so that after 100 days when we call the minister accountable, we say, okay, you told us this and this on this particular day. Have you been able to follow? And when I listen to some of the voice notes, Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you very much indeed, Bongileni, as well as Power. Maybe a quick one. Consultation. Is, is, is that a prerequisite? Did you consult anybody? Did you say maybe any of the former ministers were still alive? Listen, I've got this position. How can I? What should I? Tell me about the consultative process. Uh, I can confirm that uh, this is almost my second day. Yeah. Um, I've all already hit the ground running like a cheetah and a leopard. Uh, I've already made contact with a number of, uh, for example, the big five. I'm meeting them early next week. Uh, I'm meeting Saskok first. I'm meeting the number of affi- uh, affiliations as well as association and stakeholders. I've already been in contact with them telephonically, right. uh, including arts and culture. Uh, just to say, let's work together because it's not going to be the minister alone. One of the things... I've realized about a portfolio such as this portfolio, Rob, you must have a passion about it. Yeah. Um, minus a passion, forget about doing all the things that CGA and Power, they are talking about. Yeah. Because you only have an appreciation of a talent that comes from the hinterland. Uh, some of the best talent that has been uh, demonstrated and it's been, we have seen in South Africa, 
comes from the most underdeveloped areas. Whether they are talking about Rabi, the Mampimbis, they are talking about the arms, they come from the most disadvantaged areas. Uh, but they've proven uh, to be the best in the world. And I think the focus on sport, rural sport and development, particularly infrastructure, is going to be one of the main focus, working with local municipalities. Um, but it's important because there's a raw talent there. Mm -hmm. And therefore, sport development, infrastructure and investment must not be urban-based because it may, be in, it may miss a very important talent. We have seen in a number of uh, uh, sporting codes, whether it's sporting codes in arts and culture, the talent that has come from the hinterland. So that would be one of the, my main focus. But one of the, I want to repeat this point, that for such a portfolio as important as this, it's important because it does give, um, it, it does come about, bring about a nation, special moments in a nation. Yeah. And therefore, even those special moments need somebody with a passion. You must have a passion of sport. You must have a passion of arts. You must have a passion of um, culture. You must have a passion about heritage. And therefore, you've got to be somebody who's not wearing heels in the office. Uh, you must be somebody, his or her work must not be in the office. Must mm -hmm. be to meet with the people. That's why the whole of next week, that consultation, I've already, for example, for information, been in, in, in discussions with the former minister, Nati, um, as part of handover. Yeah. Um, I'm meeting him in the course of two to three days because I want to understand some of the things that as a minister was doing so that we can begin to understand what else do we do differently. But I'm not going to focus about the past. Yeah. There are things that I'm aware that has happened in the past. My intention and objective is to work and carry everybody in the industry to make sure that we achieve and succeed together. All right. So let me take a caller uh, before... I proceed with others. Khanzi is on the line. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Khanzi. You want to chat about uh, plans for cricket? Yes, yes. Uh, congratulations first to the minister. His energy and passion gives me hope that the cricket, uh, you know, will get some attention. But what I wanted to ask him particularly is what are his plans, particularly with the transformation chart? One of your voice notes uh, was saying that what is happening to the black cricketers? Yeah. What is his plan regarding that? Because South African cricket will never win the World Cup if it is not transformed. There is really no need for people like Bolumingi, Pumlos Mamla, not to be in the national setup. So please, Minister, what are your plans regarding that? Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Baba. I really appreciate it, Shansi. Um Straightforward question. The transformation in 2023, Rob, must not be negotiable. Um, I made a reference, and we are aware about this, many years ago when we were still very young. Yeah. We negotiated transformation in rugby. We talked about 20%. Uh, uh, it was a quota and so on. Those times are gone. Uh, they've played their part in those interventions. Yeah. In 2023, in the same way, we shouldn't be talking about equal pay, equal work, about why women in sport are pay less than men let alone women performing much better. We shouldn't be talking about transformation in cricket today, yeah. let alone that I'm invited to a cricket match on Saturday. Uh, and I think that must be enforced uh, because the notion that there are certain people on the basis, which is a stereotype, mm -hmm. that on the basis of their skin of color, they are much better cricketers than others, is proven to be wrong in South Africa. We have had some of the black, uh, best black cricketers mm -hmm. come from the dusty streets of Econ from the dusty roads of Queenstown, from the dusty roads of, uh, you know, this past weekend I was in a place called, in a village called Njelele in Limpopo. Right. Uh, I've seen some cricketers in the dusty streets. I, I do not know how they see a, a ball coming, for example. So there's this huge racial past about the, the racial relations. That's why I'm saying 
I'm not prepared to negotiate uh, transformation. Yeah. Um, I'm prepared to, to enforce transformation. But maybe as part of your discussion with uh, Natim Tato, as you say, you're going to be having that chat with him, is to talk about the SJN hearings because therein were disclosed some of the most disgusting treatments that were ever meted towards black cricketers in Abs- South Africa with absolutely. the national team setup. Advocate Dumisan Sabeza, he led that. I mean, he is no stranger uh, to leading that level of interrogation, that level of maybe people that want to come back and say, I'm sorry. You know, he's done that before with the TRC, with the late Archbishop. He's been there. He led this. But I just don't think South Africans, at the end of the day, got a proper rap of what that is, Jane, hearing. I don't know if you have an appetite for that. Uh, Rob, there are certain things that uh, we must not tolerate, which are an an antithesis of who we are as a people and the country we seek to build. One of which is racism. Um, I hate racism with passion. You hate racism too. And whenever racism raises its ugly head, we must poop. It must be pooped. It must be rejected. Whether in sport, but we must use sport as well to build non-racialism. Some of us were almost in tears during those inquiries. When we hear some of the black cricket players, uh, after the game, they went to their rooms, after changing room, they went... They couldn't say anything in the bus as they traveled to, uh, mm. to hotel rooms. When they get to the hotel rooms or home, they cry because of their experiences. In, during our time, in the 24th, 27 years to the 26 years of democracy, we shouldn't be talking about those stories. That's why any act of racism must be punished. You must hit one to teach others. Otherwise, if you're going to negotiate with a racist or racist stereotypes, will not make any progress. One of the things that we have been able as a country to make mm. progress about is to build a non-racial South Africa. But there are incidences of racism. Some of them you find in sport. We must poop and reject racism in sport. And so, we must use whatever instrument we have. But yeah. like I said, we must hit one to teach others. L- let me try to bury the two of a Zizi Odua, a youth league activist, uh, who would have been listening to debates who would have been listening to what was happening then when Nelson Mandela was leading conversations, when the Louis Lates were, were deciding to not really toe the line. At times, there were difficult moments. So where you are now as the minister, and you know opinions were divided even back then about the national anthem. They were divided even then about the, the symbol of the springbok. Do you regret at all that rugby, for one, maintained the springbok emblem? I no, 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 I mean, we have no regrets Nothing. at okay. all. You remember we were in the youth league at that time. We were guided by the most outstanding statesmen of why we did such things. Yeah. But you know, uh, those of us who, who agreed uh, to, uh, uh, to those issues politically, I think the mileage, the mileage might have been undermined by others on the other side. You're right. Uh, we mustn't regret the decisions we took. And we must, we, 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 we must march on and say we are prepared to achieve that which we believe is correct for the nation. Because ours is to build a nation. Others may not have an intention to build a nation. But we must always make sure that as we do that, we do not compromise on principles. One of those principles is a principle of non-racial, democratic, non-sexist and prosperous South Africa. Mustn't compromise about that. You talk about SASCOG, though. You say you're going to be meeting them. One thing that I've observed is the relationship between SASCOG as well as the department at this present state, all-time low. Um, I, I don't know what good news you'll have for them. I don't know what budgetary-wise you have for them. But all I know is that we have gradually drastically and disgustingly become worse at us 
representing this nation at an Olympic Games. So many more years down the line, so much more money being pumped into those departments. Yes, I, I know different federations always cry out and say there is not enough budget. So for SASCOG to improve, because you know SASCOG is that mother body for all sport in this country. What, what is integral? I mean, do, do you go there, is it Zizi saying, guys, I have with me a bigger budget so that you can use this and this to that and that. What's the main priority? Because if, if we don't deal with SASCOG and SASCOG does not toe the line and SASCOG doesn't do what the nation expects SASCOG to do, then we're in trouble. I think the standard of, of not just of football, um, we talk about at the international level, yeah. where we have Olympic and Paralympics in, in Paris next year. The issue for me, it's not just budget. I mean, we can put as many as uh, millions to, um, to to the day before an example. Yeah, uh, it's no longer the same day you had when you still had the scarangobeses and so on. So there's something that we must do. I think we must get fundamentals correct. There are certain fundamentals, including the passion I spoke about, yeah. the passion for for uh, not for the trade, but the passion for sport, passion for arts and so on. Uh, and then we can talk about how best do we assist one another to achieve certain objectives. My view is that there are certain things that have almost dissipated in the process. Yeah. Uh, one of which is a passion. And we must go back and make sure that we get back the basics correct. And I think we can do better as a country. The problem may not just be money alone. You can put a lot of millions, but to people who are not patriotic, yeah. uh, people who don't appreciate that to wear a badge of the country, like the soldiers, when they wear the uh, army badge, they know that they represent um, uh, the country. We need that passion, that patriotism to bring back to our athletes. And as we do so, I think we'll go a long way. I think we can do better in Olympic and Paralympic next year. Um, we, we, we are definitely sure that um, the Springbok will do better to lift up the spirit as it done before as we go as we go to the World Cup again yeah. this year. All right. As we head into the break, though, I, I want to read something. One of my favorite journals when it comes to athletics, um, you know, he penned something. Uh, in fact, it was just a couple of days ago, David Isaacson. And I want to just lift from him for Times Live and what he, what he mentioned. And it was almost like he knew you were coming here. He says, I, I carry on mentioning special moments all day long. But he has a brief selection. Hashim Amla's triple century, Chad Close beating Michael Phelps, Corey Saunders knocking out Vladimir Klitschko, Sean Pollock's young Proteus beating a near full-strength Australia back in 1998 in the Commonwealth Games final, Bafana Bafana winning the 96 Cup of Nations, Sugar Boy Malinga dethroning Nigel Benn, and of course the Springboks winning 2007, 95, and what we saw in 2019 with Usia Kolisi. Simpewa Shabalala's opening goal, World Cup. What a moment. What a moment. What but, a moment. So he's saying that these are moments that lift a nation. You talk about how sport right now is down. I mean, we forget the Corey Saunders and what they've done. We forget Tatiana, Skrenmarker, what she did in terms of swimming. So those and so much more for me. Unonchinga is a world champion for crying out loud. He went to Mexico, came back with the belt. Young boy there in the Eastern Cape. Nobody knows who he is, but hey, you know who he is. He's the minister. He's back. <laughs> Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. 
Hi, Robert. Family here from Flairhoff. Good evening to the minister. Robert, I know it's early days in the office for the minister, so asking him what plan does he have for this sporting code would be a bit unfair. But I, I just want to urge the minister, please, please prioritize uh, boxing South Africa. That is one sport that has been left behind, boxing in SA. Uh, I mean, we grew up watching uh, boxing um, on television almost every Friday and Saturday. Uh, I believe the Philip Time bomb, though, the Keshas Balois, those talents can still be found in the rural areas of South Africa. Boxing South Africa does need attention. It has been neglected for quite some time and I think the minister should uh, also focus on that. Thank you. Bye. Good evening, Mr. Rob. It's Falang here. Good evening to the new minister. Minister Zizigot. My big concern is the fact that the, the quote-unquote South African Sports Hall of Fame has been quiet. We haven't been seeing the couple of legends that have recently retired and that have contributed immensely to our sport holistically, be it football, be it cricket, be it rugby. We've never seen those incredible legends being uh, uh, inducted in the quote-unquote SA Sports Hall of Fame. What is is the sports department uh, going to do about that because it is like we are failing to recognize and acknowledge the fact that athletes who has been now classified as a legend has contributed immensely to the sporting industry in this country and it seems like we are failing to acknowledge that so what is the sports department doing with regards to that that is what i want to find out good job mr rob thanks thank you Hulafelang. thank you so much indeed uh, a question that i could see the minister if you're just joining us, you're watching us on YouTube. It's on the YouTube channel. 947 Joburg. And 947 for my FM Rise FM. And of course on Sowetan Live, Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture, Zizi Goto. We've got to get used to saying that. Zizi Goto, Minister of Sport. You agree with what Hula Feleng is saying. I mean, he talks about the Hall of Fame and says there's an absence of recognition of people that have been there before. You see, Rob, um, most people, sometimes they just want recognition and yeah. acknowledgement. Uh, some of them has got nothing to do with money or monetary. Uh, we seem to be the only country in the world that we don't acknowledge and recognize the legends. Or you see, one of the best uh, teams in the world, they are coached by former players. Yeah. Uh, we seem to believe some imported uh, coach. Uh, and some of them have failed dismally. Uh, and some of them, this is my critique, um, have actually almost uh, diluted what we know as a South African football. Yeah. And I think um, there is a need to acknowledge. Uh, probably the standard of football today speaks to exactly what he says. Right. That should we use them, whether as coaches and, and the technical teams and so on, we would have been better people today. Why did we win the 1996? Where are those people? Uh, some of whom unfortunately have passed. Mm. Some of them still alive. Yeah. When, um, I saw many of them during the last Congress of uh, SAFA uh, and, and you could see their expressed disappointment. Uh, we need to organize that voice. It's a voice that has built uh, football fraternity over a long period of time. But how, do you, how do you motivate them? You know what my problem is, Zizi, with that? And I agree with you. Former players should play a role. But they shouldn't play a role because they are former players. They should be saying to themselves, if I am Lucas Khatebe, what am I good at? If I'm a good administrator, can I go and sign up at a college to be a better marketer, to Absolutely. be a better whatever it is that I can justify 
Because you can't just have as your ticket the fact that I'm a former player, open the door, let me wear a suit, let me sit down. There's got to be more that you bring to the table. Absolutely. That's all we're talking about, mediocrity. Uh, we don't want just people on the basis that they carry certain badge. And yeah. therefore, we may use them, for example, on what I, what I think we must introduce and reintroduce, school sports. Right. School sports. We could use them. Uh, whether on a contract basis with schools, because I think it's important. They played many of them. I mean, they, they can there can be a debate about uh, Dr. Kumar, for example. No, I mean, they, he was there, Daliwonga, and so on. There's they so can, many different There can ones. be a debate yeah. about Lucas, for an yeah. example. Yeah. And, and there are many such, uh, there's a galaxy of stars we have. Minister, you talk about that. Let me bring him, Paul, because I, I just see on my screen, talking about school sports, so that you can have that conversation. For me, it is important because this is a real-time conversation. Uh, and Paul, sorry, I had to cut the minister in because he's talking exactly the language that I see you want to talk. Not a problem, Mr. Rob. And thank you for giving me the time and good, good evening as well to the minister. Good evening, Paul. You know, you, you know, my problem is, um, there was a time, I think, before COVID started, I actually tried hosting, um, I actually uh, bought for soccer kids for those schools because I was just trying to bring the schools back because most of the schools, what we get and what I heard and what they're complaining about it most, the corruption that's happening within schools. What is it that, we, uh, what is it that you're going to do to actually uh, sort that out? And again, I just want to run away from that and go come to the, um, the suffer thing. What is it that you're going to do? And I want to ask you, Prarok, as well. Regarding Danny Jordan, you know, I actually had a petition. I had a petition last uh, last year, yeah. whereby it was circulating on uh, Marawa's board, on uh, which is on on Facebook. I think we had so many people signing for that petition, but the problem is we are unknown. How can we push that petition to have uh, Doctor Danny Jordan be removed from there? Because I don't understand this thing. When it comes to cricket, a former player is the president. He's the one who is the CEO of cricket. When you go to rugby, a former rugby player is the one who is, who is actually heading the rugby. Why is it different with, when it comes to soccer? Yeah. That, so it, 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 you're just saying from a mother body perspective, you, you'd not want to see him. He hasn't done anything wrong. You just feel that he shouldn't be there. No, no, no. He's, he, he, he done, he's, he's done his, his part. Okay. I think... He, we, we need someone new. And you know the other thing that I couldn't understand when you're saying that uh, Lucas Khatere doesn't qualify? Uh, who said because that? Because he never... No, no, no. Remember there was a statement, I think, when Lucas Khatere was trying to run for the president. Yeah. There was a statement that came out saying Lucas Khatere doesn't qualify. Because yeah, because they're going to go through the LFAs and whatever. So I mean, they've got their own procedures in terms of... Uh, the electioneering and how they go about getting the positions and so on. So all I was saying to the minister now is that I, I support the fact that former players must get involved. You look at rugby, you look at rugby and how the union operates. Those former yeah. players fight for the right of the professional players. That's why rugby players are so well paid. That's why when they represent the country, they are well looked after. When they go to the franchises, they are well looked after. You look at local football. We were dealing last week with an issue where... Players are not paid in a professional league. How on earth do you go for months and months unpaid in a league that has unpaid. yeah that in a league that has a TV right sponsors? It it's crazy. How it's does crazy. it happen? And okay. I know that you're always advocating with this. Uh, how can you be a chairman of a PSL team and be a chairman of the league and be the chairman of the future president of Safa? Come on.
Okay. Why are we why are we quiet about you, Tarok? I know. I, I, I can right. feel something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. Okay, let's leave it to the minister to respond to that. That is the energy you walk into. Well, there's a lot of such voices yeah. I've had since uh, the past two days. And I think we can't making comments about the performance of certain individuals. There is a theory, uh, uh, Rob. There's a theory that uh, the standard of our football currently is not so much about the, the teams at a league level. Uh, it has to do with policy. Uh, yeah. Policy people refer to leadership. Uh, I, I have no experience about it, but I think as I interact with stakeholders, I will come to grips about this matter. My worry is that the standard of football in South Africa yeah. uh, has gone below. And yeah. I think there's a lot that must be done. And uh, that explains about the performance of Bafana Bafana. Um, there's a lot, uh, I think, um, needs to be done to, to reset the 1996, to reset many things. I mean, if you look at the... Okay, this, if, if you look, take, take policy now. Take policy, throw it out the window for two seconds. Let's apply logic and say Zizigot to this ardent football lover who is disappointed by Bafana Bafana, who sees them plummet through world rankings. They're not even the top 10 on the African continent. Can't even qualify for AFCON. Can't even, can't even, I can go on. It's sad. What would you, what's the first thing intrinsically that you'd want to do? Sometimes I don't like to, people say you can't compare uh, apples with bananas. Uh, when I watched the last uh, derby match, uh, that was the kind of a standard you have of a football in South Africa. Was it good? It's not a good standard. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if you expect um, coming from that kind, uh, and I'm saying bananas and apples because immediately from that match, you then watch what happened in Enfield. Uh, it could be bananas and apples, but you see entertaining game, passion, commitment. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the score at Enfield. Oh. It was quite embarrassing a very important team but i'm just saying there's something which must be done and again it goes back to what i said earlier uh, yeah. rob the passion you know to wear a jersey a badge of a certain team you will go and walk into ellis park that is when uh, those are the days where you even forgot your wife because you felt losing to a certain team it was a bad thing yeah uh, those days are gone and i'm saying there's something that must be done so that when you go to a derby it's not what I watched. I mean, I'm being critical about it. Yeah. What I watched the last day. It's not no, please like, be honest. And, uh, I, and I love the fact that you are nailing it on something that is quite popular. It's, it's, it's not what I, that we used to be. Yeah. Um, when I used to go to the derby those days, I mean, uh, the only person that always comes to mind in some days, I watched the boy, the late Skarangobese. Yes. Uh, in the middle field, in the middle of the park. When he goes around with his left, we knew where the ball was going. Yeah. We miss those things. Uh, so that's the standard of football and I'm just saying there's something which must be done at least to lift up the standard that may have to do with uh, among others school sport identify yeah. young talent uh, make sure that at least in the next two to three years we have a new crop of players that are passionate, are patriotic they know about that what they do, they do it for the country but also they do for the nation you know what the problem is is, is, is about visibility so what I mean by visibility, Minister, is that there were people who were excited about rugby, who've heard of Sia Kulisi. No idea what he does. Never seen him on the field. Why? Because where does rugby sit? It sits exclusively. Where you got to pay per view. It's not, a, it's not there with the public. I know these are, these are TV things. They've got nothing to do with 
this one versus that one. But that's the reality of what people say. You know, when you talk about sport not being accessible to the masses via the public broadcaster, especially rugby, the national team, but only to the elite, is there a plan to change that? I mean, there's netball. Netball's going to be having the World Cup in, in Cape Town. So it's a South African thing. It's a Cupstart thing. It's going to be happening right here. Who's got the exclusive rights of all the games? You know, so how do we then motivate Swongil, who wants to play netball but doesn't know what it means at the peak of achievement at a World Cup? Because now there is elite viewing of certain sport. Surely, I don't know, I don't know what you're thinking is, but I'm just putting it out there. That, that is one of the problems. It's been one of the problems. First time people ever saw Sia, was, he was lifting a trophy, going in the ticket tape parade in the bus down Church Street. Oh, that's him. But they've never seen him on the field. Robert, I just want to bring something different from what you say, which I agree with you. You know, in 2010, we built some of the most international, I mean, state-of-the-art stadium. Yeah. Some of those stadiums are just white elephants, which are not accessible by the majority of South Africans. You know what? Because to use them, you've got to pay. How would, um, for an example, why if you have uh, inter-school games or tournament, why don't you take them to FNB or Cape Town Stadium? It's an inspiration to them. A, yeah. a, 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 a team, for an example. Uh, national team yeah. take them to FNB take them to oh, Cape Town Stadium it's an inspiration that one day I want to play here as a professional player now the access to those uh, infrastructure which were built in 2010 uh, is exactly the issue are raising it's mm. elite it's about money and so on these are the issues that I think we've got to relook really as a country because the access to sport must not be on the basis either on the basis of class on the basis of race and those things exclude a majority of people of South Africa. And therefore, we must create a platform that will inspire young people, particularly the historical excluded, mm. so that they participate, so that they don't see Siakolis for the first time carrying a, a, a trophy. They must have seen him growing up. They must have seen Mampimpi. They must have seen Am. Um, mm. But they can't, though, because they, they don't have the satellite dish. Absolutely. That's why I think there's a program in government of analog to digital uh, uh, migration, migration. Mm. and therefore it addresses some of these uh, uh, constraints and bottlenecks but we must deal with issues of monopolies decisively because at the heart of all these challenges is to undermine the fact that majority of south africans are sport and uh, fanatics mm. and therefore they need access to sport what whether it's rabi we must not exclusively create uh, unintentionally certain sports for certain group of people on the basis of race and color. I think Sean was there. Sean, in 20 seconds, I don't know if you can, we're out of time. Okay, I, I will do that, Robert. I just want to ask the minister, why do we allow a rugby team to wear another emblem on the national blazer than the emblem of this country? Can you answer that? Okay, thank you so much. May I just make this last point because I can see we're already at seven. Yeah. Firstly, just to express my heartfelt uh, profound condolence to Richards Bay on the passing of Umdolo, Uspamanda, Uspepe. Yeah. I did speak to the management to express my condolences on the timely and an untimely passing. There are issues that I think going forward must not confuse the the nation. And I think one of the engagements going forward, there are people who still feel that why did we agree to Springbok? Yeah. Uh, like yourself, to continue to ask that question. Yeah. As we continue to engage the issues of transformation.